Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Soul Tribe Podcast. This is Lorena. Today I have a solo episode for you all, all about energy cleansing or energetic cleansing. And also there's going to be a little bit about protection as well. So energetic protection will be mixed in, but mostly about energy cleansing. And it's something that, you know, I want to make as easy and down to earth as possible. I'm sorry if you guys can hear my dog. I also have my neighbor's dog here. (laughs) We're all kind of just hanging out in the room and recording. Um, So like I was saying, I'd like to focus things in a way, and I guess that's what we always do with the podcast, right? We always talk about things in a very grounded, um, easy way. We don't want things to be complicated. We want to make sure that things are easy enough for us to do on a daily basis or frequently. And um, like like I mentioned, we'll be talking about energy cleansing. And I think it's something that I feel like many of you, at least through readings that I personally get and through situations that people have been through, energy cleansing comes up a lot. And protection is also something that's really important. We talk a lot about that in our like level one and level two courses. And it's come up a lot, I think, in our lives with Lou because of our grandma, who we talk a lot about this grandma on the, op- on the, on the podcast, but she's basically who saved Lou's, like Lucia's life. She was, um, she was able to connect with her and understand exactly what was going on with her. The doctors didn't know. And through the information that this woman, this grandma of ours, we, I, we like to say grandma, but she's not our biological grandma, but we feel like she is our grandma and she's been a huge influence on our mom And through that, an influence on us. And we've had her in our lives since we moved to Uruguay. She was also somebody that my mom spoke to a lot when we lived in the States. So she'd always get advice from her and get readings from her, I think. Um, And really, she's taught us a lot in the sense of spirituality and connecting with our own energy, understanding when we need to cleanse, when we need to protect ourselves. And, um, she's just, yeah, we love her and we always talk about her a lot. So, um, and I guess I want to, before we get started, because this is going to be probably a little bit of a longer episode because I've done my homework, I prepared for this. There's just so much with energy cleansing and protection that it was hard to really pick every, I couldn't pick everything basically. So everybody's energy is so different. And ultimately what we're trying to do here with the energy cleansing is ridding ourselves of like dense, stagnant or stuck energy. And this, this could be partly emotions. Like let's say you had a fight with a friend or this could be energetic. It could be past life stuff or something that's happening due to the work you're doing. Cause maybe you're a healer or you work with other people or just f- physical stuff that you're feeling in your body. It could be physical symptoms you're feeling, and it could be something that we can try to work through with some um, spiritual energy cleansing. And 
really cleansing our energy field, I, I feel, is really important and crucial, especially if we work with others. So energy or spiritual work. This could be, you know, you're, you're an Akashic Records reader, you're a Reiki practitioner, you even work, maybe you're an acupuncturist, or um, you just do any kind of healing in that sense. Or you could be just a coach, right? Like, I'm just helping people and holding space for people and that could drain your energy. So we need to make sure we're cleansing ourselves. So we are not keeping other people's energy in our field, in our aura. So, um, you know, this is something that even before I got into spiritual realm, like this grandma of ours and our mom would constantly like, make sure you're cleansing. Like even if I was going to school or if I felt kind of low vibrational or really tired, like just think something to keep in mind is something to try. Usually these things are so easy and we can incorporate them into our, um, sometimes into our daily rituals or into our weekly rituals or our monthly rituals. It could be something that you do for yourself, um, just to take care of yourself. So I would say a lot of these things, if you are in the spiritual realm, or work with people, uh, I would definitely take these into consideration. I feel like they can be really helpful for you to stay aligned and feel better and for you to be able to show up for people in a better way. So um, I've already kind of prefaced this whole thing with my mom. So a lot of these things, I've actually reached out to my mom just to remind me of some of these and make sure I had them correct. And I also asked about our grandma, like, I remember grandma saying this. So she got like my mom and I just basically had a little bit of a chat and um, she refreshed my memory on some of these things that I don't do that often. Some of these I started to do again um, in the past few years with all the energy work and all the readings and the mediumship and stuff. So, yeah. So the first one really is salt, you know, it's something that we all have in our house. And when I talk about salt, I'm speaking more about like sea salt. So not your like table salt or anything like that. So salt is something that really I've been using for years. My mom has encouraged me to use for years and I've used it really in the shower because I don't, we didn't really have a bathtub in our home back in Uruguay. So it would be in the shower that I would use it or also really when I would go in the ocean. So I'll speak about that as well, especially for, for those of you that live by the ocean. Like for me, I tend to just go in the ocean. It's easier for me. It's, it's less time consuming because I'm already going to the beach. So, so salt and water are really well known for absorbing negative energy, which obviously helps cleanse you. So the first way that I've used it personally myself, like I said, is the ocean. So the ocean, making it a point a couple days a week to head to the to the beach and to to go in the ocean with a not the intention of like I'm hot I need to go in the ocean it's I'm going in to cleanse my energy and let go of anything that's not part of my energy field or that feels low vibrational so I'll put that intention before I even get in the water before my foot even touches the water I will kind of close my eyes a little bit and think okay I set this intention to go into the water and cleanse myself and let go of anything. And I can like literally before I even get in the water, I can envision like my body touching the ocean and the salt water and things dissipating. And, and like, I can see colors moving around. Like I can envision that literally could be just a minute. So when I do get in the water, I, you know, I get from, I, I literally sub, like submerge myself in the ocean. Um, and once I have my head out of the water, I kind of take a few moments to really just imagine and put that intention of like 
thank you, ocean water, for cleansing me and envisioning like my aura and my energy being cleansed. This could be really powerful, especially like days that I'm really tired or days that I feel overwhelmed. I will try to do this. You know, I sometimes do that once once a week. Sometimes I can do it a couple times a week. But the thing is, I'm putting the intention forward when I'm doing it. So the other one is in the shower. So this is where I I tend to suggest people do this because you're going to take a daily shower probably anyway. Um, So what you're going to do is really just bathe yourself normally. So you're going to use your soap. And what you're going to need is really just some kind of bucket or it could be like a big container or something. Um, Make sure it's clean, of course. And then you're going to have some kind of sea salt. So, So really it's... Um, coarse sea salt is the best here. Uh, if you can get that in the supermarket, I buy it here at the supermarket. It's pretty easy to find. So what I'll do is either while I'm in the shower, I'll fill that bucket up with hot water and then I'll pour in like a big handful of sea salt and I'll use my hand to make sure like it, it, um, dissolves in the water and I'll put that aside while I'm showering and, um, you know, I'll wash my hair, I'll bathe myself. And then once I'm done with the shower, I turn off the water. So I have my bucket there just sitting kind of waiting for me. I'll dry, I'll towel myself off and then I'll grab that bucket and I'll start to um, pour that down only from the neck down though. And I, as I am pouring that over my body and I'll try to get the front, the back and the sides of my body, my legs, my arms, my, like my entire back, my front, and as I'm doing that, I am imagining all of this low vibrational energy, like that, that salt water, just, it's like all that energy is dripping off all that low vibrational stuff, anything that doesn't belong to me and putting that intention forward before you start to pour that water on yourself. So what you're going to want to do though, after you take like that salt water and that, that salt water's penetrated your entire body from the neck down, not your head, please. Um, this is just something my grandma always said, not the neck. Um, the neck down, sorry, not the head. When I go in the ocean, I put my head in, but I don't start to fully kind of put the intention of cleansing until I kind of get my head out. That's just something I personally do. But you, to me, it feels like in the ocean, it doesn't matter. It's different. When you're in the shower, you're being really intentional. You're preparing a like a bucket or recipient. You're putting the salt water. So it's to me, it's, it's different. So she always said to us, and this is how I've always done it, from the neck down. Um, so once that salt water's on your entire body, you're going to want it to, to air dry. So if you're in a cold climate, maybe waiting for it to dry will be a little too much. You're probably going to get cold. So sometimes I'll take like a hair dryer and dry and dry like my body. Um, or I'll just like grab a towel and start to like fan air on me. So it dries and I'll let it dry like 80%. I'm a little bit impatient with that, but the hair dryer tends to help, um, quite a bit to dry it quickly. So your skin's going to feel a little bit salty. Like that's just part of it. And I personally like to do this at night. So I'll put my pajamas on and then I'll be kind of ready for bed. And it feels like I, I feel like I sleep better too. Um, so there's a few other things that you could do after that, after like the salt. So as you know, you've, you've completely dried your body after that, like something that our grandma also used to tell us to do was like, um, have a little pot of honey. So maybe you have honey in your kitchen and you have like a little glass jar and you put some of that honey in that glass jar. You can wet your hands, like make them nice and wet with like this water in the sink. And you're going to grab just a little bit of honey and just kind of like 
froth it between your hands. Like it's going to go all over your hands. It's going to be a little sticky. And then you're going to just pat your body from the neck down all the way to your feet. So you get a little bit of honey on you. It's a little bit sticky, but since you have water on you, it's okay. So you're going to make sure you get like the back of your legs and your chest and your stomach and your back and your arms and your legs and your feet and let that dry a little bit. So it won't be too wet because you've only wet your hands with a little bit of water. Let that dry a little bit. And then you can finish that off with some kind of perfume or Florida water. I'm going to get into Florida water in a moment. That's going to be my second point. So I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, So that would be like one of the ways to do it. So ocean, shower, and then the bath would be um, you filling up a tub of nice warm water and putting in coarse sea salt into that. And then you can add in anything else, like maybe like a lavender oil or maybe some herbs. Um, if you know, if you're an herbalist or know an herbalist or you buy some online, you can even put like something like sage, you know, like a sage, uh, essential oil into the water. You can light some candles, all that stuff obviously helps and, and create like an ambiance and environment around it. So you're going to soak yourself, um, for like 10 minutes. What I would say though, and this is what my intuition is telling me to tell you guys, cause I don't, you really use the bath a lot cleanse yourself before you get in the bath because it feels like just the 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 actual cleansing in a shower of the water running from the top of our head to, to our feet and then it going down the drain that can be very purifying so if, if you want to do that first and then fill up the like it could be like a quick two minute shower and then you can fill up your bath and the only thing I would say is make sure you discard everything after a bath. You want it to go down the drain. You want the salt, all of it. And then maybe you kind of cleanse or wash your bathtub afterwards to make sure no, there's no residual stuff in there. So that could be like a 10-minute bath where you're also putting an intention of, you know, like cleansing of all of that coming off of your body and your aura being cleansed. That could be something that you enjoy maybe once a week or something, right? So, Yeah. Salt water is amazing. Salt, water combined are just, oh my gosh. I would say that's probably like my number one tip for cleansing. And it's so easy. It's cheap. We can, if we're not living by the ocean, we can buy coarse sea salt in our supermarket. And if we can't get it in our supermarket, I'm sure we can get it on Amazon or some kind of online store. So that's tip number one. Number two is a perfume or Florida water. And there's also one more thing in there, which is rosemary water, um, which I'll explain how to make it. My mom gave me this one. So the first thing is perfume. So our grandma always said to make sure we put perfume on our body before we left the house. It's, it's very protective. Um, it can help. I don't know how it works protectively, but she's always said that to us. And it's something I've always taken really seriously. So before I leave my house or I'm doing something, I'll put some perfume on. She says to make sure you get it on your head. That's her thing. She always said that, like, put a little bit on your head um, and that could be really good. Maybe your neck and a little bit at like the top of your head, like where your crown is. So that's one simple thing and something maybe you're already doing. Maybe you're already putting perfume or cologne on. Um, so that's easy enough. Right. And put, put it on with the intention of saying, okay, like I'm putting this to like protect me or cleanse me in some way. Florida water is amazing. I don't personally have any here cause I can't get in here, but I'm probably going to make some. And I looked up a recipe to make it. So Florida water cleanses and calms. And this is just information I found through my mom and also online. 
And I will include some links in this episode because some stuff I found online and I think it'd be really useful for you to read through some of these articles. So you're going to use this on your body. You can use it in water, in your bath, around the home. And really what it does, it's it helps basically your well-being and for your energy. So it's you really used a lot in ceremonial rituals and it's been around for a long time. So it's known kind of worldwide really for its like magical effects on the body, mind and soul. So one thing you can do and I was talking about the shower or the bath before. What you can do is have your Florida water near like, you know, outside of your bath and once you've cleansed with the salt that's dried off. You've put on the honey. You don't have to do the honey. That could be optional. That could be something you do once in a while. But what I would say is if you can get Florida water, um, and you can buy this on Amazon or in like holistic stores, and you would just spray that all over your body and that's going to help further cleanse and protect you. So especially I would say, um, and, and Florida, I'm going to say this now because I think it's, I thought it was like, oh, is it water from Florida? No, it's not water from Florida. It's, um, it's, it's just a specially made, um, water and I'll kind of explain how to make it a little bit. And I'll put that, I'm going to actually create a blog post and I'll make sure I link that when I do. So whether you're doing a ritual cleansing your house or, you know, maybe you do mediumship readings, maybe you're connecting with ancestors, I would highly recommend each and every one of you incorporate Florida water. It can make not only the the ceremonies and the connection more powerful, but it can also help cleanse anything that's in the air around you and also in some ways protect you. So um, it's amazing. So one thing though that I would say is make sure that you understand that Florida water is flammable. Um, keep that in mind if you have like candles or things around in your house, because I think that, uh, I mean, we don't want to start a fire, right? So I looked up some really interesting ways. So the way I've always been told to use it is to spray it on my body or in like a room, but I found some really cool ways on, um, this mind body green article and I'll link that in the show notes, but some of them that they, they mentioned here, which I think is really cool to, to mention on the podcast is, is it offer it to your ancestors or guides in your altar, like in a little bowl? How beautiful is that? And you can put that and that's going to help connect with them further. Um, you can also place like a small bowl of Florida water in your altar as like an offering of self-love. You can energetically cleanse yourself with Florida water, like I was saying. So you're going to spray it all around you and put it on your wrist, on your skin. Um, using it like as a floor cleaner, like to cleanse your house. Maybe even you put it in like where you clean like your, your like, um, what do you call it? Your like top, the tops of like the, of like your furniture and stuff like that. You can put a little bit of that in there. Um, maybe spray it on your bed. Like one thing that I found really cool here is like cleansing your altar with it. So you're diluting it with some water in a spray bottle and spraying it on your altar and wiping it down. This could be this could be applied to anything in your home. Maybe there's certain areas of your home where energetically feel like they're not like they just don't feel good. Dilute it in a spray and spray it all around you. You could even use it like before a reading um, or when you're going to do some kind of connection or healing. Maybe even in the spaces you meditate or you connect to yourself. It is literally amazing. It can be used for anything. Use it as perfume, like I said, for protection. Um, and cleansing. So it has both of those effects. Um, it even something here I found really interesting. It said, 
you can use it in your laundry. So you can add a little bit of Florida water in your laundry, especially if you're, you're bedding, if you have nightmares or certain things that you feel like, like the towel that you use every day or your bedding, um, things like that, or clothes that you feel like maybe, I don't know, you had like a bad experience in them and you feel like they need extra cleansing. You would add that in there. Another one I like here is placing some in a bowl on your nightstand for, for, um, it to help like obviously cleanse and protect you at night, but also to help with your dreams. Um, I love the floor cleaner. I'm kind of, I love, I love cleaning the house and keeping things like organized. You know, you, we talk a lot about that with Lou here, but um, yeah, I, I like the idea of that. I like, I'm going to have to make some of my own because the more I look into Florida water, the more I keep understanding how spiritual of um, how spiritual it is. So yeah, one more thing I want to mention. It says you spray some diluted Florida water and patchouli essential oil on your cash for extra abundance. Oh my God. I love that. That sounds very cool. So there's a bunch more here. And this article also explains how to make it yourself. So I'm going to experiment with the formula and find my own formula to make it. But in the meantime, I'll share the one that's on this Mind Body Green article. So what it basically says is you have to put one cup of vodka, one orange peel or lemon peel. Um, it says also one lemon peel. And it says eight to 10 drops of your essential oil of choice. The traditional oils for Florida water include lavender, lemon, bergamot, and ylang ylang. And then a handful of fresh herbs of your choosing, like mint or basil, and one cinnamon stick, which is optional. So you're going to combine all those ingredients in a glass container and seal it. And it says to let the mixture sit for a full lunar cycle, 29 days. Wow. Okay. And then make it on the... Make it on the night of a full moon and let it charge under the moon's light. Even if you don't make it on the night of a full moon, you can still place it under the moonlight when the when the next full moon comes around. So imagine like all of that sitting there and plus the fact that it's a lunar cycle and the intention we put into it when we make it ourselves. I think that's really cool. So I'm definitely going to be doing that myself and I'll keep you guys posted on that. The next point I have are crystals. Anybody that's listened to this podcast knows I'm not this huge crystal fan. I love crystals. I use crystals with my readings. I feel like they help enhance my connection, my protection and cleansing. So there are some common crystals for cleansing and some of these that I've um, investigated or looked up, it looked like looked up are clear quartz, citrine, amethyst, apophyllite, selenite, which is my favorite, carnelian, ruby, and kyanite. Just name like a few. I'm sure there's more, but some that I looked up. So really, the crystals can mean many things to many people. People use them in different ways, but I kind of wanted to choose the ones that I felt more, most aligned with and the ones that I use and that really f I feel like really help cleanse. So like I said, um, clear quartz to me is a really interesting one. Um, it's connected to the seventh chakra, so the crown and the head. And that's why maybe I feel so aligned with it because that's where all my channeling happens. So it, it clear quartz is known as the master healer. It helps amplify your energy, your thoughts, your mind, and vibrations um, of other crystals as well. So having clear quartz with other crystals can help. Um, it's used it's used for connection with with like your higher self, um, your intuition and your spirit guides, um, but also 
it's cleansing. So like I said, it helps the vibration and all that with the crystals. So these could be used for yourself, but also for your crystals. Amethyst. I love amethyst. And I think that's probably because amethyst is so abundantly found in Uruguay. And I was around amethyst from a young age because mom always had amethyst. She always had little amethyst things like around the house. So um, amethyst really kind of like rids us of neg negative energy within a room. So that makes more sense um, to, when you like go to somebody's house and you see amethyst everywhere. It keeps like the energy vampires out of your personal space and energy space. So it's connected to the, um, this, the sixth chakra, I think is the third eye. Sorry, no, amethyst is connected to the third eye and the seventh, um, the sixth and the, the seventh, which is the third eye and the crown chakras. And it's very high vibrational. Like I've, I've connected with that. And many times I'll feel called to have an amethyst during a reading and it's beautiful. Like there are such beautiful, beautiful crystals that they might look like they're like you know, like an accent piece in your house and you can find some huge ones and some little ones. Um, but it also helps us connect to our intuition and connect to our like higher planes, like our higher self and, um, to other dimensions. The next one is black tourmaline. And this is, I mean, from what I've looked into and I understand this is one of the most powerful cleansing, um, energy cleansing, uh, crystals out there. So this is something to have really in your house and around you. Um, some of the, you can wear these. We can have these in our space. We can have these in our altars. We can have this when we do readings, when we do in our house, like really just to have around us, maybe even at work, right? Um, and then the last one that I've chosen, which I find is my favorite. And I feel like because it's probably the most grounded, easiest to find, probably the most inexpensive as well. And the one that I feel like is just so, it's very like, underrated selenite and, and there's a many reasons like I mentioned that I love it but it's also I find like I find like sometimes crystals can be so expensive and selenite is very powerful and it and I gravitate towards it I feel like it's it's a crystal that you can find in different shapes and forms you can find crystal like selenite crystal plates you can find selenite wands you can find in many, many different ways. So it really does have this very light and beautiful and positive energy about it. And it's one of those weird and rare stones that you don't have to cleanse or charge. Like it's like, it's auto, like it, it does its own thing. Um, and you, and what I use it for a lot is to cleanse and charge my crystals, the ones I have. So selenite absorbs the energy um, like the low vibrational energy. So it's good to have in your home. It's good to have around you. It's good to have for your other crystals. So something that's come to mind and we're going to get into sage and smudging in a little bit, but to me, it's be interesting to do your own little like cleansing ritual before you go into a reading or when you finish a reading or you finish some kind of, um, really heavy week or day. It could be, you had a, a test and you were really stressed or you were around a lot of people or you were out shopping or you were at some kind of show and you feel really drained of energy to have some kind of like selenite wand or, um, some, something in selenite. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be huge. And you can have some sage and obviously a lighter or something. And you're going to, you can do this outside really, or you can do this in your home. What I would say is if you're in your home, have some kind of window or door open and you're going to have, you're going to kind of like hold 
the sage, sorry, hold the selenite wand and you're going to light the sage and you're going to kind of use the wand and sage to smoke your body. So you're going to have the sage in one hand and the wand in the other, and you're going to kind of move those around and make sure you're getting all of your body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes and really just putting that intention of cleansing and letting go of things that aren't yours and bringing in pure light and protection and cleansing. Um, so yeah, make, just making sure you get all your body from the top to the bottom, the front, the back, the sides, and, um, you can do that for a few minutes and allowing kind of the selenite to cleanse you through the sage and the sage cleansing the selenite as well. Um, I find that really cool. And you can do that in different ways. This is just a suggestion I have that I found online and I thought was really cool. Um, but I'm sure there's different ways to do this and that resonate with you. Before we move on to our next tip or next point, um, just a reminder to make sure you're cleansing your crystals, especially if you use crystals a lot, they can really accumulate a lot of, a lot of energy that might not be the best. So especially like what I've read and what I've understood is like crystals that are like in your altar or in your space, like the ones I use for my readings, for example, need to be cleansed an average of like once a month. I would say if you use them daily, probably maybe weekly or every couple of weeks instead of monthly. And if you have like crystals that you're wearing, like in a necklace or a bracelet or one that you use for like daily meditations or like I was saying, daily rituals that you have with, with clients or yourself that should be cleansed. Like I think it's like once a week. So there's different ways of cleansing. A few that I like are burying the crystals in dirt for a week. And then, um, really that what it does is returns the crystals and the stones to it like recharges it and brings back the vibration through the earth, through Gaia. That might not be convenient, especially if you need to use a crystal the next day, but that could be one if you're like, oh, I don't need these or I rotate crystals. That could be an option. Washing them in salt water. This is, this is, you got to be careful with this because obviously we're talking about how salt and water purifies and um, lets go of negative energy. Some crystals will disintegrate in salt water. And from what I understand, some of these are... Um, some that can't get wet are like amber, turquoise, um, like moonstone, calcite, kyanite that we mentioned before, um, selenite, no way, no water, no salt water. Um, and it says like the rule of thumb is if it ends in ite, I-T-E, generally they're not water friendly. So I, I don't use salt water to cleanse crystals. I'm always scared to put my crystals in water because I feel like I've had bad experiences with that. So bef- either like look it up online if you know what crystals you have. Um, but really, that it could be an, an interesting way if you're already using salt water yourself and it's it could be cheap way too. Um, and also the moonlight. That's something that I really... I love, I'm really connected to astrology and the moon and the moon cycles. So leaving the crystals out in the moonlight for three days prior um, and three days after the full moon. So um, for at least 24 hours, it says. So any, any window of time in there, generally I'll just pick the day of the full moon. I'll know it because I've looked it up and I'll leave it out 24 hours. The moon, especially the full moon, really helps cleanse and recharge the stone. So um, just that bright light. Imagine just let the light, even when I take like my dog out for a walk on, on the full moon, which is like a few days ago, there's like, I see my shadow. Like, it's really crazy. It's, it's so bright and it's, it's, 
very nurturing and very charging and cleansing. And then the last one, which I find is really easy, especially if you already have sage in your house, um, burn sage and, and kind of put the stones in the smoke and put the intention of them being cleansed. Those are four easy ways. Um, see which one resonates with you. With the crystals, you know, like I said, I'm not huge on crystals, but these ones that I've mentioned to me really call out to me and I use them. Um, I would say just see which ones you gravitate towards. You know, there's no right or wrong crystal. It's the one that resonates with you and your energy. And that's something that I've learned from different um, spiritual people that I follow of telling me, I'm like, oh, which crystals should I use? And they're like, the one that calls to you. If you go to a store and there's one that's like calling your name and you feel like you need to touch it and it feels good in your hand, that's the one that you should go for. Um, But also some of you might, know way more about crystals than me. I can guarantee you that. So you might already know your stuff. And um, if there's anything here that I haven't said, feel free to message me. I'd love to include that and to also know it for myself. So the next thing is smudging. And this, you know, generally you'll think of that as sage, but I also like Palo Santo. I personally really gravitate to, to Palo Santo. I love the smell instantly relaxes me and brings me back to center. So one of, you know, it's one of the oldest aura aura cleansing practices, you know, white sage, that's the best one you can get. It's actually, I'm I'm actually going to Uruguay soon and um, I've got my mom a bunch of white sage because she says she can't find it in Uruguay for some reason, at least not in her town. Um, So the smoke is really it's this burning of these herbs and the smoke coming out. That's what cleanses your aura or your space. So when we talk about cleansing, this could be your body, your aura, and this could also be physical spaces like your home. So sage is, it has quite a pungent smell. Um, and to me, it does have more of a feminine energy to it. So like I said, white sage is, is the best if you're using for cleansing, Um, And this is what I've always been told. So this could be used in a group setting. Like let's say you're you're in a retreat or something. You can cleanse the space and the people as they come in um, for yourself, for physical objects like crystals, like we were saying, or things that you use a lot or you feel like you need to cleanse and your space, your room, your house, your altar. Um, And really like, it's interesting. I have to look up all the history but but it's been around for ages and salvia, which is sage, uh, means to heal. So imagine how powerful, like, I think this would be the most powerful thing more than Palo Santo. Palo Santo is not, I don't feel like it has the same energy. Um, so burn it, you know, the only thing I would say, I'm going to include a link in the show notes of a goop, um, of a goop article that really goes into this and explains, there's a few videos on there explaining how to smudge. So a few things that I've been told is to make sure that you have like your windows and like there's a door open. So you're working your way from the back of the house to the front of the house, making sure you get corners, dark spaces like under your bed, in the closet, in cupboards, things like that, where where the energy can get stuck especially if you're cleaning out your house. You're going to want to make sure that there's a physical open window or door where you can move things out. So you're not, you're not like pushing the smoke out, but you're working your way out. That's how I've learned it and how I've used it and it's helped. Um, 
So walking through each space of your home, being really mindful of like areas where there are a lot of people sit, maybe the couch or people walk through the bathrooms, a place where we spend time, right? Um, and just doorways too. I think that's a big one. Um, the kitchen, the bathroom, places where we spend a lot of time and there's a lot of energy and stuff. And um, yeah, and putting the whole time, putting that intention of, I let go of anything that does not belong here or doesn't no longer serves me. I let that go. It is cleansed and it's, it's leaves the house. I no longer allow it in my space and I allow only high vibrational energy in here. You can have some kind of mantra in your head. Or you can say it out loud. Um, Palo Santo is the other one that I really resonate with. I use this a lot before readings. I'll, I'll kind of put it all over my body um, it does feel like it has a little bit of more, more masculine energy. I love the smell of Palo Santo. It really, I don't know. It's just this smell that really, it re, maybe it reminds me of church. Um, not that I went to church a lot, but it just has that churchy smell. And it feels very, I don't know, also the whole like earthy thing, the sh shamanic aspect of it. And I believe most of it's found in South America. They grow those trees in like in South America. So... Um, yeah, in Spanish, Palo Santo means holy stick. So it's a very holy thing, right? So yeah, sage all the way, guys. Sage all the way. I feel like that could be really helpful for many of us. I'm going to take a sip of coffee because I'm quite uh, parched. Next one, rain. So I always talk about my grandma. I probably brought it up 20 times already, but the rain. She always said, I'll say it in Spanish. Ay, nena, está bueno. When we get caught in the rain or we get wet and be like, oh man, I got all wet. She's like, it's so good for you. So rain is a really easy way. Like you see it's raining outside. Like, Let me just go outside and step outside and allow the rain to kind of penetrate my body. And you can look up and feel it on your face and let the kind of let the rain soak you and allow it to cleanse you. So you're imagining all those negative and low vibrational things washing away with the rain. It can be really an interesting um, practice. Um, I feel like the same, it could be similar to taking, taking kind of like a dip in the ocean, but rain to me feels more powerful. She, like my grandma always made that, that point every time she's like, oh, it's so good for you. Um, just visualize, you can even visualize as the rain's falling on you, like how everything's kind of coming off of you and cleansing you and realigning you and protecting you. So that's a really easy one. Obviously we're subject to the it raining, <laughs> but when it rains next time, maybe if it's not cold or during the summer months, it could be a good practice to get into. So it could be like a little spiritual practice. And it's fun too, because like remember when we were kids, we would play in the rain and it was fun. Um, but it's not such a doable one in the sense, like if it's winter or if you live in a cold place, you can still go out with your clothes and let like kind of the rain hit your face. That could be, that could be also really helpful. The next point that I really love is also physical movement. You know, we have to think about certain things that get stagnant in our body, especially if we're not moving and we're very still and we're sitting down all day for work and we're feeling really like lethargic. This is the time you have to get up and do some kind of movement. I love walking um, because it can be really de-stressing and I also walk on the beach, so it always feels really good. Um, but if you're feeling stressed, emotionally kind of 
there's like an emotional toll in whatever you're going through or you're dealing with a lot of demand, stress. We need to make movement a priority because a lot of that negative or low vibrational energy can just keep accumulating in our body and then we feel off. You know, and that can keep that can keep us low vibrational so things can affect us more. So even going for short walks, a couple of short walks, it could be a couple of minutes during the day, maybe one in the morning when you get to work or one in the morning when you're walking your dog. And, you know, another thing is like yoga, walking, like I said, any kind of movement that really, to me, it has to be something that you feel good doing and resonates with you. Because if we're forcing ourselves to do something we don't like, then all then we're bringing more low vibrational energy into our field. So, you know, for me, the easiest thing is walking. Most of us, if, if you know, we're lucky enough to have two legs and we can walk, walk, you know? Um, and if it's not just be outside and try to move your arms and try to do something, even if it's a little bit of Tai Chi, just a little bit, a couple of yoga moves that really resonate with you, all of that, you know, breath work, I don't consider it physical movement, but if I feel like it moves things in your body. So I would definitely consider breath work within this. Um, so there's certain like breath work techniques. The one I most like to cleanse is, um, Kabbalah Bhati. So I think it's skull, skull cleanser or something like that. I don't remember the name, but, um, that's great. And it really is very powerful. I've used it in Kundalini. Kundalini is another great one with Kundalini. I use that breathwork technique and I would start crying. Like it would literally have a physical release in my body of things I was holding onto that weren't serving me. So figure out what that physical movement is for you, what feels right, what feels aligned for you. I love lifting weights. I know that doesn't sound very spiritual, but for me, it raises my vibration. It makes me feel empowered. It makes me feel strong um, and it lifts my mood. And that just moving my body and getting out of the house is just a huge thing for me. So figure out what that is, even though it might not sound spiritual, it could be a spiritual experience for you. And it all depends on the intention that we're putting into it. And even walking, like I sometimes think about walking, how we can make that meditative, right? Are you zoning out and being, or maybe you're just doing some kind of meditative practice or saying a mantra while you're doing it and raising your vibration with that? Beautiful. I love that. And then we have a couple more and oh my gosh, I can't believe how much, um, I'm talking. (laughs) I'm trying to not be too slow with my talking because I feel like this episode will get too long. But the next point, which is one of my favorites is flower essences. You guys know I love flower essences and thanks to Patricia, who was my mentor, my teacher. She's amazing. Um, she really got me into flower essences and it's something I work very closely with a lot of clients, a lot of people that come to me and I've actually personally created a flower essence formula for energy protection and cleansing. So this is something I prescribe to people sometimes when they come to me and it could be taken orally or as a spray. Um, and I'll mention a few of these flowers, but, um, really they can be used on your body, but also in your house. So I'm actually going to Uruguay now. So like I said, I can't really find flower essences here and bringing them in can be quite expensive. Um, So what I'm going to do is when I go to Uruguay, I'm going to get a bunch of these flower essence formulas made for myself and for friends and bring those back to... Yeah, help the people in my life, especially all those spiritual workers and people that... um, that work with other, with clients and stuff like that. And I think it's a cool gift, especially if you can buy someone something like this, if they're like a spiritual, um, uh, 
in the spiritual realm. So a couple of the flowers that I like that I feel like all of us can benefit from. The number one is yarrow. Um, yarrow is all about spiritual protection. Um, there's also pink yarrow, which is more about, more for like those empaths, you know? Yarrow can be for empaths too, but yarrow to me is a number one cleansing and protective um, flower essence, more protective than cleansing. Um, the next one, um, so I'm not going to share many because there's, there's, there's many different flowers and they can all be used in different ways for protection, depending on what you're going through. But in a general sense, um, like for me, uh, St. John's wort, that's a really good one. And it's, it's really good for, for people that are needing like you're feeling disconnected or you're a lot in, in like like the fantasy world like you're up here and you can't ground yourself and you're feeling kind of like drained of energy or you're in um very like a psychic psychic or connected realm you're very up here and you need to bring your your kind of energy down this so saint john's work can help protect and guide you, especially when we're in those moments of like channeling or connection, um, or healing. And it can help us also let go of a lot of fears. So, um, it could be good, really good for people that have nightmares and it gives us confidence and it brings in like this beautiful light into our body. So those three, um, and one more I'm going to share actually garlic, it just adds protection from fears, protections um, associated with fear. So, you know, it might not sound like, I don't know, like garlics. I mean, if we think about vampires and things like that, people always talk about garlic, right? Garlic is great. It's great for our health. It's great for um, protection as well. So I would say even creating your own little formula with those four. That could be really good. Um, any of you that are interested in flower essences or this protection formula, feel free to um, reach out to me. I'm happy to, um, uh, yeah, to, to have some kind of consultation or flower essence therapy. And I'm happy to share this with you. Um, I'm in, I'm working on some plans personally on setting up some kind of way of being able to create these formulas for you guys so you can purchase them. That would be like a dream for me. It's something I've been thinking about for like over a year. It's just the fact that I'm not, you know, located where everybody is. That makes things a bit more difficult. But um, I have somebody I work with in the States. So yeah, he's, he's great. Um, and I always talk very highly of him because he really is very mindful of the, of the flower realm and um, really aligns with everything that it stands for and how I look at it. So feel free to um, let me know if you're looking to create your own formulas and you need somebody to help you. I can definitely pass on his information. Uh, cold water. This is something my mom, Christos, or Foster, sorry, Foster talked about with her um, and with ourselves. Um, I think for healers, this would be more for the healing realm, um, for people that work with energy. Uh, basically, what you're going to do is you're going to run cold water from your elbow down to your hand. So you're going to let the water kind of run down. It needs to be cold water. So you're going to feel it cold and letting that run down and cleanse your hands completely on both arms. Um, and maybe even saying out loud, um, I allow all this like low vibrational energy that does not belong to me to leave my body, to leave my hands and I receive high vibrational energy. So it's cold water. Um, my grandma actually puts like, after she does that, she puts vinegar 
and then she would put some honey on her. Like we were mentioning the honey with the bath. That's not needed. I think the cold water itself, I know I hear this a lot with Reiki and when I studied Reiki, so the cold water can help kind of just, you know, cleanse and help us just like recalibrate. So that could be something simple, especially for those healers and energy workers out there. It's something to, it's so simple, very easy and quick. And then a couple of things, these are just miscellaneous. So that I think cold water would really generally be um, one of the last points, but then mantras, you know, there's so many mantras that we can use for, with intention, of course, of, um, yeah, of just helping us like protect ourselves or cleanse ourselves. Um, she, like my grandma always had so many of these, like, and one that even like one of the, the Akashic Record readers, like everything in divine timing. That's something I always repeat to myself when I'm doubting or, you know, these little mantras that we can incorporate into our everyday lives. Um, she always, she used to always say, con Dios todo y sin Dios nada. So that would kind of translate into with God, everything and nothing without God or with God, everything and without and without God, nothing. Um, you know, God could be the universe. You can change that into your own thing. She was very connected to um, to God. That was, you know, to the angels and stuff like that. So that was her energy. Um, but to me, God is, it could be anything. You know, for me, it could be the universe. For somebody else, it could be God. For somebody else, I could be whatever that is. You know, there's no right or wrong here. So finding a mantra that really helps you feel protected and cleansed. I think, I think mantras are more for protection in that sense. Like when you're going into something, you can say like, when I go into a reading, for example, I'll say, I, I call upon like my masters and guides to help protect me during this time to help me give me the energy that I need, but at the same time, protect me. And then I'll envision that, um, that golden bubble encompassing me and protecting me and allowing only good to come in and all that doesn't serve me in low vibrational to leave and to exit. Um, yeah. And then one miscellaneous thing I wanted to mention, I thought was kind of interesting. She always said to me, when you're going into like an office or like a meeting or something that's really important, make sure you step into the room with your left foot. I don't know why she always said that. She even said like, if you're, you know, maybe you're going to a lawyer or you're doing paperwork or you're signing a contract, um, making sure that you use your left hand to receive things. And when you pass things on or like return something to somebody using your right hand, that to me is like an energetic thing that she always talked about. I thought that was really cool to share with you all because it's something that I, I keep in the back of my mind when I do things and that was refreshed because like I said, there's a lot of things that I, you forget them if you don't use them every day, right? You know them once they remind you, but you forget them. So yeah, picking a mantra, something that feels good. Like I have my, my verses and my mantras before I go into a reading to make sure my energy is protected and, and that I'm cleansed with different things that I do. And this could be just a daily thing. When you wake up in the morning, before you start work, you have something that you, uh, that you connect with, you know? So I really hope that these tips, these points, whatever you want to call them, really helped you. I will try to share as many links as I can. Um, I'm going to look into the Florida water thing and create it myself because I'm really intrigued. I'm making it myself. Uh, maybe I'll even try it when I'm in Uruguay and then like document it and put it on like YouTube or something. That'd be kind of cool. Um, and sharing my recipe because I'm pretty sure my mom's made it. 
So she probably has her own recipe too. But I just wanted to like quickly remind you guys before I went, um, I love spending time on the, like talking to you guys on the podcast, um, that Lucy and I do Akashic Record readings. So we both do individual ones. We do them all online. Um, so it would be one-on-one with somebody. Uh, this is something some people like reach out to us like, do you do readings? Of course we do readings. That's like what we love, what we do. That's our, that's our thing. That's how the podcast started, right? So we each individually do readings with people. We also do dual readings. So where Lucy and I would come together on a call with you and we would do a reading for you and we both channel. So that can be quite interesting because we have very different energies and different ways of channeling and receiving information. So um, it could be a good way to get kind of a, a feel for both of our energies. So if you guys are interested in readings, I'll put our contact forms on the show notes. And yeah, we're, we also have a bunch of, uh, packages, so I'll make sure that's linked there too. And, um, we basically have packages with dual readings, angelic healing that Lucia does, and also, um, flower essences. So during this month of March, I am offering free flower essence therapy with all Akashic record readings. So if you are interested please reach out to me. You can DM me or you can email me on my contact form. The easiest way and quickest is probably just to DM me on Instagram and we can, I can just give you more information there. So I'll be doing that until the end of March. After that, I'm probably going to stop for a while and see what else I'm offering. I'm also doing a giveaway. So I'll put as many links as I can below. There's just so much info. Um, and I think that's it. I don't want to bombard you with too much information. I've talked too much. Um, But as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys. We really appreciate like all the support that you guys give us. And we really love every single one of you. Thank you for for being on this journey with us. Um, If you guys do feel called to rate and review the podcast, make sure you go on iTunes and do that. That really helps us move forward for more people to find the podcast and just support us in, in an easy, free way. Just takes a few minutes. Um, and we really appreciate if you could do that. So I will sign off now. I'll leave you guys with all this information. You're probably going to want to listen back and take notes. Um, I'm going to try to make all this into a, a blog post at some point and maybe add more information. So, so make sure that you're, um, signed up to my newsletter and, um, following us on our social media, all that's linked below. So have a great week. I hope you guys stay cleansed and aligned and protected and I'm sending you guys a big hug and a big kiss and we will see you guys next week with a new episode. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.